Well, today I'd like to talk about CPR. And by that, I mean actually a spiritual CPR. So CPR that we need to have performed on us from time to time to keep us alive spiritually. And so with that acronym, I would like to, to use that for three words. The first word is commit. The second word is perplexed. And the third word is recommit. So CPR, commit, perplexed, recommit. First of all, I want to talk about what it means to commit. And we hear about this in the book of Judges. He says, if it does not please you to serve the Lord, decide today whom you will serve. And then he says this very powerful line. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I was at a friend's house recently. I did, a, did the baptism for their child and went back to their house and I saw a sign in their kitchen that said, as for me and my house, we will serve margaritas. And so I said to them, I said, that's a hilarious sign, but I don't see a good sign above your door saying, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I think for all of you, I think that's a very practical thing that you could do at the entrance of your house. Either make a sign or buy a sign or find a sign that has that phrase, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Because we need to, at some point in our lives, commit ourselves totally to Christ. Now, as a priest, I had a wonderful opportunity for that to happen. And that happened ultimately on the, the day that I was ordained to priesthood, to priesthood. But my commitment actually went a little bit further back. And it happened in a couple phases. The first phase where I really committed myself was when I decided to enter the seminary. And when I decided to enter the seminary, it happened like this. I was at my home. Um, it was a Friday night. And my brother, unbeknownst to me, was driving to make a retreat at the seminary. He himself was discerning priesthood. And so I was there with my friends, and we were actually getting ready to go party. We are going to get ready to go to the flats and uh, have a night of um, drunkenness, I'm sure. And so I get this call from my brother, and he says, Hey, I'm going to make this retreat at the seminary, and I think you should go with me. And I remember thinking, like, I had thought about priesthood from the time that I was a child, but I was always too afraid or too embarrassed or um, maybe just didn't want to be a priest to bring it up. So I remember going out to my backyard that evening, and I, I went out, and I, it was a beautiful sunset on a Friday night. And I remember it being a pivotal moment in my life where I could go to the bars or I could go make this retreat at the seminary. And I remember looking up at the beautiful sky, and I asked the Lord what he wanted me to do. And I remember having a very profound experience of go to the seminary. And so I went to uh, make this retreat with my brother, and during the retreat, um, it felt more and more right, like I was supposed to be here. But I'm a little slow sometimes, and so I went out into the courtyard. There was a statue of Mary, and I, I looked to Mary, and I, I said to, him, to, to Mary, I said, if you want me to go to the seminary, you have to make it clear to me. Please let me know. And so there was this breeze that came by in the seminary courtyard, and I felt this breeze come across me, and it felt like the Holy Spirit. But I said to God, I said, um, that's not enough. Like, if you want me to really give my life to you, you've got to have to do better than that. And so there was this really, like, 
it was almost like a whirlwind, this, this strong wind that came through the seminary and blew across my arms. And I remember all the hairs in my arms standing up and, and I took a deep breath in and I felt the Holy Spirit in such a profound way. And I said, okay, you know, I'll go to the seminary. So I went to the seminary and uh, discerned, you know, as, as I went along the path that priesthood seemed more and more good for me. But I remember at the, at the very end, my last year before I was ordained, a part of me felt like, you know, maybe I wasn't holy enough to be a priest or good enough to be a priest. And so I, I was having, you know, one last moment of really deciding. And I met with my spiritual director, and by the end of the conversation, it seemed very clear that, yes, I was called to be, the priest, to be a priest, and even with my weaknesses, you know, to, to go forward and to, to give myself to Christ. And my spiritual director gave a very profound line to me. It's from Scripture, and he said to me, if you are going to do this, put your hand to the plow and don't ever look back. And I took that to heart, and as I was ordained for the priesthood, I've never looked back. I put my hand to the plow and never looked back. And for me, it was such a deep and powerful moment of commitment. And um, I haven't looked back. I've only enjoyed the priesthood and loved the priesthood, and even during difficult times, really believed that I made this choice, this free choice with God, to follow him as a priest. So first of all, commit. I don't know if all of you have had that opportunity. Maybe you have, and hopefully you have. If you have, I just want you to try to remember that opportunity, what that was. But if you haven't had that opportunity to totally commit yourself to the Lord, I ask you to ask for that grace. Ask for that grace of total commitment. Ask for that grace to give yourself to the Lord. And that could happen right now at this Mass, if you ask him. So, all of us, um, including married couples, you know, you have had a time in your life where you have committed uh, to God and you've committed yourself to each other. You know, and in your marriage, you've probably gone through good times and in bad, through sickness and in health, but you always remain faithful to that commitment that you had to each other, to love and honor each other all the days of your life. And we hear this so beautifully in, in the second letter from St. Paul where he says to, to his brothers and sisters and wives, he says, wives, you should be subordinate to your husband. And so husbands, go ahead and elbow your wives so they hear that. Wives, be subordinate to your husbands. But we have to read that in the whole context. It doesn't end there. It says, husbands, love your wives. And so that means, wives, let your husbands love you. By being subordinate to your husband, you're putting yourself under that order of husbands loving your wives. And, and what that ultimately means is husbands to lay down your life for your wife. True love is to sacrifice for your life. True love is to be nailed to the cross for your wife, to give yourselves ultimately. So that's commitment. Hopefully at some point in your lives, you have made a commitment to Christ. You've given yourself totally to him. The second thing I want to talk about is perplexed. That we will go through our lives and through our vocations and through our giving ourselves to God, and there may be times where we are perplexed. And perplexed means to be confused. It means to not understand. It means to be even troubled or puzzled by. And we hear about this in the second reading. In the, in, the second, in the gospel, I'm sorry. We hear about this in the gospel where 
Jesus gives this hard teaching. And we don't hear the hard teaching because that was actually last week, but we celebrated the Ascension, so we, we missed that reading. But the hard teaching that happens right before this is when Jesus says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will have no life within you. And so after this teaching, the disciples say, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? So notice they're perplexed. And so Jesus says, does this shock you? And then we discover that because of this teaching, some of the disciples actually walk away from the faith. They go back to their former ways of life. And we see that the disciples to themselves must have been perplexed because Jesus says to them, do you also want to leave? So I want to talk about this experience of being perplexed, confused, doubtful. Uh, The saints will talk about it as being the dark night, the dark night of the senses and the dark night of the soul that we all go through. There will be times that we are perplexed in our faith. And so this could happen to us in a lot of ways. You know, it could happen to us um, if we've been uh, disappointed with the church. This could happen to us if we've been hurt or abused by a priest or someone that we know has been abused. Certainly we've experienced a horrible scandal with the priest scandal. This perplexion could happen at different times in our faith when we see other people walk away. I don't know about you, but I was kind of perplexed when the church shut down and we weren't able to celebrate the sacraments for all those months. Maybe during that time, we lost a lot of people who haven't come back yet. And that perplexion can cause us or tempt us to doubt in our own faith. Maybe times in your marriage, there's times that you look at your spouse and you're perplexed and you look at your spouse and you think, what are you thinking? You know, and you, you, you probably had that honeymoon phase in your life where you, you, you vowed yourself to each other, you went through a time of engagement, you got married, you had the honeymoon, and the honeymoon was over, and you look at each other and you think, what did I do? There's probably been times in your life where you, you question and you think, like, who did I marry? But it's those times of perplexion that we, we need to go through. Children and and teens, you could have this in your life when you go away to college. I know when I went away to college and the things that I learned in, in, in a secular college, I went to Cleveland State, I took a world religion class where they taught me everything but Catholicism, and I was perplexed. I had to find out the true answers of my faith. I had to work through this confusion. And so maybe right now you're experiencing being perplexed. Well, remember, there's that third R. And the the third R of CPR is to recommit. So ultimately, we're given the opportunity to recommit. And this happens in the gospel when Jesus says to the disciples, do you also want to leave? And Simon Peter says this powerful question, Master, to whom else shall we go? And then he says, Your words have eternal life, and we have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. And so there's this recommitment 
that, that Peter has. And this recommitment that we all need to have at different points and times of our faith, of my priesthood, of your marriage, of wherever, whatever your vocation is. And so I just want you to think about that right now. What stage are you in? Are you in the commitment stage? Or maybe you're even before the commitment stage? Are you in the perplexed stage where you need to rediscover and reorient by, by Christ? Or are you in need of the recommitment stage where you recommit yourself to Christ, you recommit yourself to marriage, you re, I recommit myself to priesthood, and ultimately we say, as Peter did, we are convinced in the Holy One of God. So I just want you to think about CPR. To be convinced, to go through perplexion, and to be reconvinced.